In the holy name of Jesus, amen. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. And so with those little gifts, a sign and a revelation and some faith, the pyramids and the vestments now change to green and the rest and joy of Christmas is over. Telling us it is time once again to grow as a church. The season is green, even in the midst of winter. And we enter the time of epiphany. Epiphany means explanation. And explanations are good things because they open up the world to us so that we can understand it and also so that it can be beautiful and we can enjoy it. At this epiphany, at this wedding in Cana, Jesus explains who he is and who who we are and then what he wants from us. And then it is time, as my grandmother used to say, for us to fish or cut bait. It is a simple miracle, really. First, there are six big stone jars of water, and everyone is sad. Then, suddenly, there are six big stone jars of wine, and everybody is happy. Now, what are you supposed to make of that? It is true that Jesus wants us to be happy. Jesus is here to be your good friend, to be a good guest, and to have some fun. He is personable and entertaining, and sometimes he is downright astonishing. And he likes to keep the party going. From this, pure, from this, from this miracle, from this story, we might surmise that Jesus doesn't mind if you have a drink or two on Saturday night. Beer, as Ben Franklin once said, is living proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. (laughs) It is also true for the wine at the wedding of Cana. But of course there is more to this, this miracle story than being happy. It's actually a story about being, about Jesus being, about who he is. Jesus uses this very first miracle to explain himself. Here's the clue. All of Jesus' other miracles are about somebody else. He touches the sores on a leper. Or he spits on his fingers and then he touches a man's tongue, allowing him to speak. Or he takes mud and he rubs it in a man's eyes so that he can see. Or he clones a few fishies so that 5,000 people can be fed from them. Or, he screams at Lazarus, and it turns out that his voice is loud enough to wake the dead. All of Jesus' other miracles are about somebody else. But this miracle, Jesus' very first miracle, this one is about Jesus himself. You can tell that because Jesus doesn't really talk and he doesn't really touch He's very reserved and very quiet. In fact, when the water turns to wine, almost nobody knows where it comes from. This very first miracle is trying to make a point. Just by being there, 
Just by being present, Jesus changes everything. The first and greatest miracle is not about water being turned into wine. That's a very clever gift, and it was very much appreciated. But the first and greatest miracle is simply that Jesus RSVP'd. The first and greatest miracle is simply that Jesus is there, that Jesus came to earth in flesh and blood and fulfilled the Old Testament prophecies, and now he spends his time with us. That is the first and greatest miracle. It is the miracle of Christmas. Now, you might argue that Jesus has always been there, and you would be right. Jesus was at creation, creating, as the Father watched him with glee and the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters. Jesus was there. And Jesus was all over the Old Testament, playing hide-and-seek. Jesus was in the burning bush. And Jesus was in the light of the tabernacle. And Jesus lived on the lid of the Ark of the Covenant, in the Holy of Holies. And Jesus was with the three men in the fiery furnace. He was man number four, the one who looked like a son of God. Sometimes Jesus even wore a costume. You remember in Genesis 18, where three strangers came to visit Sarah and Abraham to tell them that Sarah would have a child. Jesus was visitor number two, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Jesus even appeared in Melchizedek's skin, that strange priest in the Old Testament who had no beginning and had no end, the one from Salem, Jerusalem. Jesus was there. But when Jesus finally shows up in his own skin at Christmas, in the manger and on Mary's breast, and later with the Magi and in the carpenter shop, and later still under the waters of the Jordan and in the wilderness with Satan, and then in the synagogue, and then at the wedding, the game has changed. Jesus is here to stay. With his first miracle, Jesus is explaining himself that he has become one of us forever and ever. Amen. Jesus will take his flesh, not only from his mother Mary, but all the way to the cross and all the way to the tomb and all the way to resurrection and all the way up to heaven and then back down again this morning on his altar. Jesus will be present for us in all those places. Jesus is here. The second member of the Trinity, the one who makes all things new, the Savior of the world, the good wine who has been saved for last, the greatest of the prophets and the priests and the kings, the one who wants to be your friend, who wants you to be happy, who wants to stay near you so that you will never be alone and never go unloved and you will always belong to his community. Jesus is the one who invites you to sit down and have a drink and loosen up and tell your story and do some good. <clears throat> You're the one that he has come to see this morning with signs and revelations and faith. 
So you are obviously valuable to him. You are the one he's come to visit, the one with whom he hopes to stay. So you obviously mean something to him. You all are the one that he has chosen to use to build his kingdom here on earth. He obviously respects your talents, your wisdom, and your resources. You are the one he would love to love. The first miracle is this, that when Jesus arrives in an ordinary life, or in an ordinary wedding, or in an ordinary congregation, suddenly Jesus gives your life meaning and direction and value. Suddenly, Jesus makes you worth something. He is here to use you well, to ask you to join the party, to give you the chance to be happy, to even allow you to do some good for other folk. And it is up to us to do as he asks. That, for me, is the most fascinating part of this first miracle. At least in this first story, while he is young, a new pastor, and everything is going well, people listen to him, and they actually do what he says. He tells Mary to stop worrying, and she does. He asks the servants to fill the jars with water, and they do. He asks that the jars be taken to the steward, and they are. He asks that the water turn to wine, and it does. And Jesus asks everybody to be happy, to enjoy themselves, to live within his gifts, and they do. There was an article in the New York Times Magazine last Sunday about why some folks are happy and some folks aren't. What researchers have found is that almost anybody can be happy for a short period of time. But the people who are happy for a good long time are the people who have done good for others besides themselves. Now, what else is that? but a broken heart crying out to be loved. What else is that but creation crying out with what we already know, that we were meant for God and meant for each other, that we were not meant for ourselves? What else is there but life for God and life for others? What greater love is there than the love of Christ that went to the cross, not because he needed it, but because you did and I did. The greatest good that was ever done was Jesus on the cross for our sins, for us and for our salvation, as the Catechism says. It was not done for him. It was done for others. And with his first miracle, the wedding at Cana, he explains that. He is here for you, and more. He is here to invite you into his life, his incarnate life, the life of his miraculous presence at altar and pulpit and font. And then you see, once 
all of that has been said and understood and only then, when all of that has been said and all of that has been understood, then faith is free to find its way for God and others in its own particular place and own particular time and own particular way. Toward that, we all meet together Tuesday evening, 7 o'clock in the gymnasium. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.